Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Fuck it! We'll do it live! Pardon my American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Pardon my American. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Pardon my American. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. Pardon my American. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo! What is happening, everyone? Thanks for joining us live. Oh my Whoa. god, what happened? I got, I've been chugging this rock star, baby, and I, my fucking throat. You know what I mean? You got a it's big, early. You got a Fuck big guard in your it's throat. It's a fucking early. Get out of here. That's why I'm all warmed up with this jacket. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you look snazzy. Anyways, how's it going, everybody? It is going well. We have a fantastic show today. We have yeah. one of the best people that we know. He's he's returned. Yes, he has. He's returned to our show. Second. We had such a great time the first time. We did. We had, we had an awesome time. And uh, we made it work through scheduling. I know he's a busy man, but he uh, he so graciously gave us his time. Hell today. yes! So who are we going to talk to, Greg? Welcome back to the show, Enzo. How What's you up? Doing? What's up, brother? I was What's just saying up? how comfy you looked uh, over there. It is a beautiful fall day here in New Jersey. I don't know what the fall is like in Portland. What's it like, guys? Uh, it's not bad. It's been raining a lot. Yeah, it's been pretty <laughs> yeah. stormy, but yeah. uh, you know, it's not bad. It's wet, like it always is. It's not so how's Dame, Lill- how's Dame Lillard playing this season? I got my Knicks hat on. I know you guys see us balling. I'm, I'm a Dame fan. He's in a slump, bro. He's a, he's slumping a little bit right he's now. Slumping. But uh, you know, you got new coaching and you got some new players, and you know, it takes some time. So I don't I don't you keep guys, up this year. Guys, as much. weeds legal in guys, weeds legal in Portland. It's been that way for a long time. I've gotten high and went over to Voodoo Donuts when I was in town. <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Voodoo. I, hey I'll, man, I'll say that it's a beautiful thing now in New Jersey where. You could have up to six ounces of marijuana. And, you know, we're still sketched out. We're young. You know, in our minds, we still think back to a time where we're ducking in and out of alleys around <laughs> these parts. Yeah. I, I was smoking a blunt, you know, in Giant Stadium right in front of the state police. And, and it was commonplace. It was a lot of burning going on on Sunday yeah. in, in uh, MetLife Stadium parking lot. And I was just thinking back to a day. Now, you guys might not be aware of this, but the Giant Stadium used to have an old rotunda where there were spirals on the outside, if you can remember, seeing those old images in, like, Madden video game, right? Like, those four spirals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're a kid and you were going to a Jets game, when I was a kid going to Jets games, the first pair of boobs that I ever saw in my life was at a Jets game. (laughs) Right Now, you see, at at the Jets Stadium, they chant, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Oh, I see where this is going. Now, when you used to go to the rotunda where the spiral was and you were a kid, you'd meet your homies that, you know, at halftime, I'll meet you at the fucking West Rotunda, right? You get there and all the all the drunk people would be smoking their cigarettes and smoking their pot out there on the rotunda, right? Yeah. But then if you looked on the inside of the spiral, everybody was standing on the inside looking out, hanging over the ledge, flicking their cigarettes, and they would chant. T-I-T-S, tits, tits, tits. <laughs> yeah. Girls would show their boobs. Oh, uh, brilliant idea. Was, 
And if you were a kid and you were going to these games, that was more than likely the first pair of boobs you ever saw, man. Right wow. on. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> lucky ever. Dog. I don't remember ever having that over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I and mean. The sport games. Yeah. You, you guys missed out on an NFL squad growing up, man. That's tough. Yeah, well, we had, we had the Seahawks. You know, yeah, we, I was going to say, you can't really rhyme boobs with Seahawks. It doesn't no. really work. Well. I mean, there's another word that rhymes with hawks, but. You, you, yeah, you usually don't want to oh, see yeah, this. You don't want to see the <laughs> yeah, yeah, C-O-C-K. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In that, in that liberal part of the world, it might be the thing. Oh, well, <laughs> you, actually, you actually make a great point. Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, you called for it. Here you go. <laughs> I really wasn't into the Seahawks when I was growing up. It was the Mariners. You know, we were like Mariners, oh, yeah. and they had the Kingdome and that, you know, the outside, and they tore the Remember, they blew that shit up back in the day, this, the yeah, Kingdom. But, I you mean, know, all the Ken Griffey Jr. commercials, bro, back in the day, I mean... Uh, that's Those what I'm Nike saying. I was like blessed. For yeah, real. We went to a lot they, of American games. Nike had what? They had Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, Ken Griffey Jr. They had everything covered, but right there, yep. early, early. Yeah. I like what Kanye's doing. Did you guys get to watch Kanye West on Drink Champs? No. Drink Champs? No. Get a load of that interview he just did. Was that the one where he was talking about? I think I, I think I saw clips from it. Yeah, uh, enlighten us a little bit. What was he talking about? Well, one thing that he obviously, you know, he said, I could have I could have signed with Nike. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Nike. You know, big, you know, aren't they a big Oregon town? Yeah. You know, yeah, hey, 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 yeah. you guys got Nike. I yeah. know you, you, you know, there's people out there that Nike's been paying forever and a day. You guys probably got cousins, friends, and family working for Nike. <laughs> I know, no. But uh, <laughs> very rare sighting, a full B here. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, there it is. I see it. That's a, very that rare, match. very rare guy. That looks like Nothing the Nats in our room. So. <laughs> oh, right. no. He's, he's going to have to leave. Come on. Out of there. Out of there. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, shit. He's running from the bees. Dude, I'm going to send you some spray. Uh, yeah. We're going to let him live, man. These things are nearly going extinct. You know nah, what we're that's doing. That's true. Through. That's true. We, I shouldn't yeah, he's only got to well, save couple, the bees. A couple more days of his life left. They go crazy around this time, right? Yeah. So getting to the point here, Adidas, uh, he said, you know, if I, if Kanye said, if I had signed with Nike, that, that I would never be able to live this life and wear that red hat and say the things that I want to say and have the freedom of speech. And I thought that was unique. And here he is. He signs with Adidas and his net worth is worth billions of dollars because he formulated a partnership with them not you know signed a contract that says we own you yeah that makes sense i don't know adidas yeah i mean i i, I like adidas man i mean adidas who, started up uh started a bunch of jobs in wyoming remember they built like a fucking yeah. adidas factory in wyoming yeah yeah we have a yeah i mean dame we brought up dame earlier dame signed with adidas and Everybody I gave him shit for not going with Nike back in the time, but I think James Harden and, and Dame and all those guys are with Adidas, man. They're a pretty good company. Yeah. So is Reebok just out of the question? No yeah. one no one goes to Reebok anymore. Yeah, I, you know, who remember AI, obviously Alan Iverson is 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 what you affiliate in your mind with Reebok. Right? Yeah, okay. Reebok's still making shoes though. Sneaker yeah, yeah. I mean, what a muck. They got slave labor going down straight that straight the fuck up. Yeah. You know, over there in China, these people are working for negative sense. Yeah. Well, probably all you know, of them. Cryptocurrency dog. They're working for the fucking point zero 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 three. Dude, they're working right? for their social credit. I mean, you yeah. worked so that way uh, you oh, you lose it to the government. Justin Timberlake movie where they had the goddamn social credit score. Oh, yeah. yeah. In time. That's, fucking, yeah. 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 You ran out of that. You died. Yeah. Well, don't they are give them like housing off, in China? Are we, are we are we far off? No. No. <laughs> yeah, guys, dude, tell me what's tell going on in the world, guys. I try to keep my head out of the clouds by keeping my head in the clouds. And what do I mean by that? As a guy who was on the other side of the curtain performing, uh, you know, theater in essence, uh, dictating the thoughts of many, you know, I could send something out right now on the internet, say something ridiculous that would get an article written up. That's where it's at right now. So when you know that and you see the propaganda out there, you know, now I've made a choice that, you know, obviously I mute the commercials. I don't need to hear the propaganda. But when I'm watching basketball and when I'm watching the New York Knicks, I like to think to myself, man, there's a kid on that court. And all he ever dreamed of his whole life was to play some ball at Madison Square Garden. And yeah. he's getting that opportunity. So, yeah. fuck, man. Like, try to see the game through his eyes. Try yeah. to enjoy it in those regards when it comes to football and sports because the shit that they're selling you in between all day and every day is just monotonous. 
Yeah, no, I agree, man. And we have actually had that discussion before where it's like it's been more difficult to support sports in general because of what you were talking about. But I still love sports. You know what I mean? Like, I particularly love basketball. Yeah. Well, football is like middle of the ground for me, but basketball is my sport. It's man. the commingling of the politics and the sports now, right? Which you is got unnecessary. The, the social justice warriors on the on the court, and now everybody's equating the two. But you guys want to hear something fucking? You guys want to hear something fucking great? Yeah. You'll love this. Always. All right. In the video game Madden, which I love to play, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do a fantasy draft where I just all the players are on no teams, and you just build your franchise as like a general manager player by player you know 54 picks build the whole roster out right well in the game these past three years free agent colin Kaepernick. oh still in the game three years later wow really right but you know there's other free agents that are out there that aren't even in the fucking game that end up playing on teams for maybe pulled up from a practice squad for a game or two and that you know what i mean like yeah yeah why the fuck has this guy been in the game for three fucking well, years and meanwhile didn't they rewrite the whole program to get ray rice like out of there? the reason no, why colin kaepernick ain't playing is because when he got the opportunities he sucked and yeah, then he got dude. the same treatment that 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 uh you Uh-oh. know at that time sorry right. he got the same treatment that at that time i would say tim tebow got um tim tebow was a winning quarterback in denver and he got traded to a shitty team, the Jets, the franchise, just let go through the cracks. Yeah, he got another chance at the NFL, which is star power, yep. obviously. So Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow, two guys, opposite ends of, you know, um, you know, the media, you know, assessment of who these people are, you know, uh, but they're both, you know, in the video game. But Tebow wasn't in the video game yeah. for the past three oh, years. Oh, they took him out, huh? It took him out. But that's, Colin Kaepernick, though, I can't lie to you. I had John Gruden coaching Colin Kaepernick throwing touchdowns to fucking Antonio Brown. Okay. You know, like you got him. You, you know, play, and and before they before they took John Gruden out of the game, well, dude, I yes, fucking, I so, fucking made sure that I went ahead and, and had a, had a fantasy football draft with the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so here's God the deal damn. with like you brought up a good point because Colin Kaepernick. Sucked, dude. His last year that he, he played sucked. has he just sucked. Why he was throwing he was throwing balls sucked. at the dirt, and people were he like, was, "He was terrible." Colin yeah, Kaepernick well, being Seahawks fans, not in the league. Yeah, Nobody's being Seahawks fans. He, why is he in Madden? Well, he was a uh, you know a Forty Nine er, obviously, and we watched uh, being Seahawks fans. There's that rivalry, <clears throat> yeah. and we thought he sucked regardless, right? Even when he was doing decent, we thought he sucked, but. Yeah. He did it himself, man. I mean, it's not anything about his, probably a little bit about his politics, but the guy wasn't a great quarterback. He was a backup at best, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then he got tryouts after he got caught with different teams that went and tried him out or took a look at him or brought him in. And I forget which teams it was, but he did. Yeah. And he sucked. So they well, fucking, he didn't get a shot. He fucking yeah. sucked. So, and that's why like, is he worth, is he worth the distraction? <laughs> For the you know the guy's got his own television show like you want a guy on your team with his own television show but why the fuck is he still in Madden? Yeah, that yeah, is bizarre. Well, I think they probably keep him around because anytime his name is mentioned anymore, it's, he's got a million eyes on it. Hey, Chris, oh, yeah. yeah, we all got that morning so, like, breath, or morning it's that morning choke it frog. He, he's controversial, but controversial on a certain side, and they're gonna put his name wherever they can, wherever they can get people looking at it. Did you watch his new series, by the way, Enzo? On what Netflix? Do I look like, bro? No, I know you. Don't. <laughs> I have to fucking ask, man. I have to ask. I I've been wanting to watch it just to absorb it and see what this is about. I don't watch I've fucking seen TV. Clips. I don't want to. I don't want to suspend my reality. I still watch sports. Yeah. You know, but like, I don't watch scripted television once so fucking ever. I I, I just I I can't do it. I can't suspend my disbelief long enough and not get distracted i'll end up on my phone i'll end up talking to someone ah, good for you man stuff. yeah i applaud you for that that's a that's a tough move for a lot of people including myself man i mean i i get sucked into a tv show I'm, i started watching yellowstone the other day and i'm fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm already hooked, bro. hey i haven't seen you it know so- i gave i gave game of thrones breaking bad the sopranos you know yeah uh all all the all the energy i i think i could ever give television <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of energy <laughs> 
That's a if lot I of energy. If I ever go back and watch anything, it'll be, you know, Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm is one show that I, I, I could still go for. I don't you. know, man. Yellowstone's on that list with those shows. Dude, Yellowstone is so dope. I, I got to be Who's in with that you. shit? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner and uh, it's like uh, it takes place in Wyoming, right? Or Montana. Uh, yeah, I mean, give me Kevin Costner in Wyoming all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on a Let's ranch. Get an episode with Kanye in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Kanye might be in. I don't know. You never know. He's a background character. But no, I think you would I think you'd really like it, man. I do really think you'd Start it's, making it's cool. fucking cowboy hats, Adidas. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, right. So I was gonna, So I wanted to talk to you about um a little bit about you and, and your, your wrestling, man, and, yeah. and stuff like that. I see that you're posting a lot of stuff, and you're, you're getting in the ring a lot, and how's that going for you? Oh, yeah, man. I need to get the fucking ring rust off. I need to yeah. <laughs> ring rust. get back out there a couple times, you know what I mean? That sounds like I something you need to post home for. Yeah. You know, I just had a casket match with Jerry the King Lawler. He's 71 years old, and uh, I, after him, I wrestled Ricky Morton Jr. from the Rock and Roll Express. He's 65. Yeah. And uh, it's a testament to them trusting me with their lives and knowing that I'm not going to do anything to hurt these men. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only job as a pro wrestler is to get to the next job the next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can't fake gravity, but you know, you can't, you know, if you shoot a guy off a horse in a movie, he falls to the ground. You know, yeah, the shot was fake. The bullet's not real, but he falls to the ground. Unless Alec Baldwin's pulling the trigger. Ooh, then you I was going to say. <laughs> I, you said rust. I was like, ring rust. Ooh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, real ones on your set, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are so you, you're actively... I had a couple of fans come up to me at these recent meet and greets, and I texted y'all and told you, uh, it's funny, people come up to me and they're like, hey, man, I love you, I'm part of my American, and I and uh, that's why one of the reasons why we had to get up here and do it again. You guys yeah. got fans in Florida, New Jersey, Philly, maybe even Maryland, yeah, I believe. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. People came up to me, man, and they, and they, and they like the show. So people here is they, they know what's going on. And I got to be honest with you. When when we spoke last, I was way more enveloped in the world yeah. uh, than I am these days. And I am a lot busier. I have two albums coming out. Appreciate all your listeners giving a listen to it, because if you're really rooting for an underdog and somebody who's against the industry in and of itself. Yeah. And, yep. and, we were listening to your and, rap and, right before this. owning your own shit. BYOB, be your own boss. Yep. I, mm. I work on the music. I produce it at length. Uh, I own my own music studio and I have a boxing gym. We work with the community a lot and it's a lot of fun uh, just to be in that atmosphere of a boxing gym in a music studio. So Cinderella uh, man music studio based on James J. Braddock, Russell Crowe played him in the movie. It's yep. an Irish immigrant. Who uh, got an opportunity in Madison Square Garden to fight during the Depression, and that's what I feel like we're in a fight coming out of a you know a, a recession right now, uh, COVID, and so I have music out there. You can search it R E A L number one, real one, um, and Dude. I got a rock album coming out, real one, and the How You Doing band. So the album artwork has a rock album coming out with eight slices and a rap album coming out with eight slices, and I will put on a 16-week campaign dropping a rock song and then a rap song every week for That's 16 awesome, weeks, dude. giving you the full pies, um, and and eventually we'll have the vinyls come out that look like a pizza. Make pizza great um, again, baby. Yeah. Campaign coming out to release the music. It's been a long time coming. I've been working on it. Dude, uh, I want to ask you about the all, rock band, all the dude. People that support me in the music because uh, you know this wrestling shit don't last forever, and you can't Hell go yeah. out there and wrestle every night, and uh, you know expect to not pay for it. We see all these pro wrestlers, Rowdy Roddy Piper, famously declaring that he wouldn't live past sixty-one because none of them do. Dude. And I want to break that trend, that mold, have success past you know sixty-one. So let's well, fucking go. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. So Enzo, I've seen multiple videos of you on IG, and you're with this rock band, dude. What do you guys, yeah, I, what, are you the singer? Are you the, yeah. the guitar Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's real one in the How You Doing band. Okay. Like so, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band. You know, <laughs> I got my own thing with the band, so I'll be dropping a rock album for the first time, rock music. And then rap, I'll be dropping uh, another eight tracks that go uh, coincide with the rock music. So it'll be 16 total tracks coming out. I busted my ass for two years to make sure that everything is crisp, everything sounds right. And I, uh, awesome. Self-produced, and I own it all. So it's just... Uh, nice. You know, it's an independent artist uh, trying yeah. to trying to you know use uh, what I got on television, which was people's eyes. And you know, once you get those opportunities to get in front of people and garner some following, uh, those people can keep you afloat forever. 
and they can help spread the word. So those fans are so important to me. And I hope that, uh, you know, they follow me on this journey from pro wrestling to rock. I just had a wrestling match for MLW major league wrestling, which is, uh, you know, an awesome, uh, awesome wrestling, uh, promotion that works with vice. So it's, it's, it's an edgier content, um, you know, and, and it's in Philly in the ECW arena where they do their tapings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I had a great opportunity to have a match with a kid named Matt Cross, who's been doing it since uh, Insane Clown Posse Backyard Wrestling oh, Video shit. Game. Oh. What's the drink? 20. What is it? What? Fago. Fago. Video game. My man, M-Dog 20, that did all the flips. I just had to get in the <laughs> ring with him, man. And it's a great opportunity <laughs> to get out there and wrestle people that I would have never had the opportunity. When you're signed to a major corporation uh, yeah. and that at that point a monopoly, uh, you know, ran by Vince McMahon, yep. um, you're signing away your likeness, your, your intellectual property, all your IPs, your, your catchphrases. And you know that, and it's worth that because, you know, once you get that WrestleMania under belt, um, a title match at Madison square garden or two and some, yeah, it, it, then, then, you know, the doors open for other opportunities beyond pro wrestling. So, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. They gave me the onus is on me now to get my voice heard, get back out there. And I'll be doing my own podcast, which I want all of you on as a guest. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, dude. When are you starting that up? Uh, we just shot all the video sizzle pieces that, yeah. that you know, like you need for that shit, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm a pro wrestler at heart, man. I just try, try to let my team at these uh, these days handle those extra moving parts. Yeah. It's, such a, uh, it's such a blessing now to just focus on my music um, and not all the extra pieces. Uh, the wrestling is always going to be what it is. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that game. I've, I've done that for seven years. So yeah. infiltrating other areas like podcasting and, and music and, and uh, movies. I just shot a movie called Jersey Bread, directed by Greg Russo. It's a gangster flick, and I'm oh, in yeah. it. Uh, so that hopefully gets me my shag caught, and I'll let my nuts shag all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you because last time you were on, uh, we we kind of dived into a whole bunch of fun topics, man. Like we were going nuts with like giants and, and Nephilim. Different yeah, man. And I, what I wanted to oh, do. Oh, remember with, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted that wide open. It was running up in Gilgamesh's fucking throne. Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> but on this one, I wanted to talk about the stuff that you're doing, like when you're talking about music, man, and. Because we were listening to your music before we got on with you, and yeah. you got fucking awesome music. Man. Yeah, you we're got all, a good rap voice. Yeah, we're all it's really big fans to of music. Get it out, man, it's impossible. Yeah, if you don't want to sign a record deal, I sat down with some record labels right when I got out of the WWE, and I dropped my first few songs, Phoenix and Bury Me a G, and that got me a few million streams and a few million views. And I came home to New York City, living in Los Angeles before that. You know, the, the music industry is also L.A. and it's New York City and my parents mm-hmm. live here. So I wanted to make sure that I got home to where the base was because mm-hmm. I hadn't been there in seven years or plus. I've been on the road wrestling. So now that I'm home, put my feet in the ground, started Cinderella Man Studios, got the boxing gym, State of Fitness Boxing Club. Um, it's going to be a content hub and I'll be able to re- be able to get my music out there and, and explain the process of what I, what I did, because when I was in the WWE, if I released any music, they would have owned it. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't release it. So I had been in the studio for years, just working on this. When I released my music, it was untimely. I didn't, I didn't expect to release these projects that I had been working on because uh, I didn't, I, I was going to be in the WWE for a while. Right. Yeah. So yeah. now all of a sudden I have this opportunity to dive into music outside the WWE. So I dropped that music that I didn't plan on releasing to the world and just said, fuck it. I don't care if anybody hears it and gives me like the, Oh, you should do this or you should do that. I was like, this shit's all me. This is me in the studio by myself doing my own thing and trying to make music. So I believed in myself. I believed in myself in the WWE. Nobody thought maybe a guy, my size, my caliber could have main event title matches on Monday night raw. And I fucking did it. So, you know, at that point, uh, you know, I, I, I just, believe in myself to you know not a detriment to a point where it's like i'm gonna put this out for any here i don't play it for the ears of my friends or my family or anyone it's like here's the release date so i have december 8th my music coming out it's a wednesday in um december it's my birthday it's the immaculate conception of uh, of our blessed mother right on december 8th the immaculate conception of our blessed mother mary and so I will be releasing my album called Rosemary's Baby Part Two. 
Immaculate Conception. The first one being Rosemary's birthday. Uh, Rosemary's Rosemary's baby, happy birthday. Okay, I uh, get you. That was my first one. So I dropped it, you know, on my birthday the first time, uh, saying happy birthday and writing on the album I wrote, this is a gift for yourself to own forever. Love yourself. Yeah. Right? So it's me buying my own masters, owning my own music, dropping it all, a project, uh, taking a major risk and just having all eyes on me at one point. What's he going to do next when I came out from WWE? And yeah. I said, here's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to make fucking music. And uh, they didn't let me make music while I was there. But to that essence, you know, I asked Chris Jericho, uh, you know, a buddy of mine and a mentor of sorts. I asked him when I was in the WWE who make, he makes music. Yep. I said, you know, I really want to make music. Uh, how would you go about doing it? You know, you're a wrestler. Um, like re release wise, would you make it with the company WWE? Because if I make music right now, they're going to own it all. And he said, absolutely fucking not focus on being the best fucking wrestler that you can. Because when, when your runs up, you never know if you'll ever be as hot as you are right now. They'll never know if you'll ever be a wrestler for the next 10 years. You never know when the shit yeah, ends. Yeah. But just fucking focus up on being a wrestler, work on the music, but don't fucking, you know, don't plan on releasing it because they'll own it. Yeah. And I was like, true, true. So I worked on it, and yeah. here I am with, two, with a rock album and a rap album that's yeah. independently produced in a studio that I, I took from pro wrestling money and invested in myself. So I the money I made pro wrestling, I used to physically demolish walls and build brand new studio uh, that, that has all sound capabilities in a live room with that's guitars, drums. Great, um, and my, you know, my, my guy, uh, my, 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 diamond in the rough that i found this kid named zaki ali um plays the guitar 12 string eight string plays bass plays drums mix masters records every instrument and then i have all the other guys my boy alejandro greg uh you know and and brandon who play all the other instruments and the how you doing band and we've already had two shows on the road in st louis and in louisville and we're going to be hitting the road more i have a show i think on december 12th a Tuesday in Jersey at Dingbats with Riff Raff. Nice. So, hey, let, let, let me <laughs> nice. just ask you guys. Hey, yeah, Enzo playing at a Coliseum as like a wrestler, freaking on stage. Wow, dude, I can totally see that. <laughs> you, you have to have good stage presence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already know you have amazing stage presence, so you have to have like you have to be natural at controlling the audience, well, right? Like, I, I, I want to. I, I like to shoot for the stars, and I've never sold myself short. You aim for the moon, you find yourself amongst the stars, and I've mingled with all of them. And, rub shoulders with them in Hollywood. And, and to me, it's like, that's not my vibe, man. I want to be my own boss, be here's my what, own musician. Here's what you got to do. Own my own shit. You know, you can't get in into places anymore. Well, it's like, I, well, unless you own your own shit, that's where you go to do your shit. Yeah. And, so, you know, hey, like, you know how like Metallica and all these rock bands have the symphonies join up on the stage. You should do that. Have this giant symphony come out and you just clothesline them all. <laughs> just do like the spear move. Just like freaking take them down, dude. <laughs> be like one by one. Be like, fuck you. Don't need no cello. I don't need a fucking bassoon or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> Oboe. So when did you, you know, get uh, this bug, man? When was the music thing for you? When did that come into play? Like, is that something you wanted to do at a, at a young age or is it kind of come later? Uh, my pops, Tony, bro, big tone. He's big a fucking Tony, DJ. Uh, I was a kid growing up. We were we were uh, doing weddings and bar mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs, and he'd keep me on the road with him on the weekends, DJing to keep me out of trouble because I played football. And outside of that, you know, all my friends were jerk offs, and uh, I I grew up <laughs> in a place where you know there was a lot of drug doers and a lot of drug dealers, and uh, you know it's not that you know I wasn't rich, wasn't broke, but my dad played music and he brought me and by the time i was 17 i was spinning sweet 16s quinceaneras and you know playing all the house music and edm in jersey and shit <laughs> and uh i realized bro like i don't want to be in the nightclubs there's no money in it there i don't want to be my dad and be playing weddings and hustling speakers through the kitchens of fucking catering halls yeah. i was like i i i want to i want to be a fucking pro wrestler where i can rock the microphone you know and maybe make music because there's some of my favorite wrestlers sang their own entrance music. And, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers, Chris Jericho had his own band and, yeah. 
And Shawn Michaels, my favorite, he did his own music. And I was like, The Rock is taking the lane of Hollywood by storm. And there's Batista and there's John Cena breaking into movies. And I had the foresight to know that, like, man, if I wrestle first, the music will always be there. So I never stopped doing it, never yeah. stopped working on it. And now I'm at a point where I feel like I'm going to unleash a fucking hound. Like, holy yeah. shit, I've never been more confident in what I've done. Like, my music that out there, it's good. I'm confident, whatever. The shit that I just did with releasing a rock song and a rap song every fucking week for 16 weeks. And then while all in the meantime, probably making more music, maybe I'll keep the campaign going. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's a tremendous uh, opportunity that, that it's hard, hard, hard to get off the ground when it's all you. And I've tried to infiltrate music by, by doing it myself. And, uh, and when, you have to pay, pay, pay to play, you know, pay for playlisting, be good with the labels, know the schmoozers in the industry, fucking talk to the A&Rs and people, all these fucking dick for fucking, you know, breath fucking cocksuckers that you know, <laughs> are out here fucking, you know, yes, men in the industry trying to change your life with the fucking, you know, billionaire, you know, trust fund child who can fucking get you a, get you a fucking gig, you know, working for Def Jam as an a and r who listens to music and says oh this is the next big thing like what the fuck is that job i've seen producers as well in industries and i'm not shitting on them but it's like i remember the first time in the wwe when a motherfucker came down to shoot some off uh you know off lot non uh taping of of nxt day we shot an nxt out of you know the performance center on location shot some shit and I never dealt with a producer before. If you guys have ever worked in the industry and, and, and this guy's there and he's just like, he's standing around like calling people on the phone and he's just like, yeah, you guys do this. You guys do that. And I'm like, how the fuck do you get that job? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Why, well, wait, who are you? And why are you telling everybody what to do here? Like how to act? Yeah. You should be more like this or you should be more like that. And blah, blah, blah. And I, I can't lie to you, man. I'm a pro wrestler who's self-produced. So I came up in this game writing my own shit and Dusty Rhodes, my OG, my mentor was like, Enzo, Enzo, Enzo does his own shit. Don't get fucked with Enzo, right? So it's like, I always, I always said whatever I wanted. I remember though, just seeing a producer for the first time, basically his job was to find the location. So call around and find a hair salon or some shit like that. Right. And then fucking tell a few people where to fucking stand. And then get some shit shot with cameraman. And I was mind blown because I was like, that's the greatest job. Like, all you got to do is tell people how to fucking act and what to do, yeah. whatever. And that's what a producer does, right? Or whatever. And, and uh, you know, I still, I'm self-produced and all that, you know. And uh, I don't like to fucking do what other people tell me to do. But at the same time, like, man, being a director, imagine being Steven fucking Spielberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of power, dude. <laughs> yeah. Everybody you walk in and you see all the eggshells that people are standing on. Yeah. yeah just yeah. fucking literally visual. There's probably eggshells cracked everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's butt <laughs> cheeks clenched everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here. Well, actually, there. I think uh, you're, what's cool about you, man, and especially when you're talking right now, is like, I think you're an inspiration to a lot of people because everybody's going, like, they have their jobs, they're comfortable with life. And then you kind of get this hate, like, this, this, you know, curveball of COVID and people oh, are on yeah. the verge of losing their jobs, whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, we're dealing with that crap with our jobs. Yeah. And what you're saying is you're like, you know, Hey, you might, you know, you're, you're in the WWE, then things change and you're still grinding, dude. And I think that's really inspirational people going like, Hey, even if things don't go the way you thought they were, you can't like do what you want to do Yeah, be, make it happen. Be your boss. Yeah. Go after your fucking dreams, your hobbies, and you're fucking grinding it out, man. I fucking love it, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I, I, I honestly invest in in uh in in the thought of you know inspiring people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that like I'm inspiring anyone. There's a lot of haters out there, people who like to bring you down. Mm-hmm. And I guess that I am uh, inspiring some of those people. You know, I meet at meet and greets <laughs> that come up to me that are like, you know, I fucking had a really hard time and fucking you know, you know, something happened and my girl broke up me and fucking this that or the third and i just see you keep going and you know i have a song called grace 
uh, where, you know, I inspired a lot of people I find. And it's crazy because it's like Phoenix got me millions of views and millions of listeners and people bump and like you. But the, the message in the song, you know, was was there. Um, people didn't want to really listen to it and people want to come out and hate on you, right? You're an independent artist who doesn't bounce the shit off ears. You just release the hounds and you're like, fuck this. I'm going to move forward no matter fucking what. Like, there is no going backwards for me. I I, I, I won titles in the WWE and I, and I wrestled at Madison Square Garden and that's what I aspired to do in my life, right? But, you know, I'm not mad because it's over. I'm happy that it happened. Yeah. And now I need to fucking do what I said I wanted to do in the first place, which was be a star in music and, and, and make uh, an impact with, with my message. And all of my lyrics uh, are self-written, self-produced. And, and it means a lot to me to connect with people on that, on that level where, where my music affected you. And I'm not going to get that out of Phoenix, but I get that out of a song like grace where people come up to me and they lost somebody. And I had an opportunity mm -hmm. of a lifetime. Um, I got fired, but, my grandmother got congestive heart failure just weeks later after I got fired. Mm. And I was living in the Hollywood Hills with my brother at the time. And I decided that I wanted to drive across the country um, and be by my mother. And I paid rent to live in LA, but I wanted to be by my grandmother and help my mother through this. So during that time, I was just living with my grandma. I felt inspired every morning, wake up, you know, go see my grandmother. And I remember one time, I was like, hey, I came over at like 9 a.m. And she's like, she's like, oh, slept in. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, Grandma. Okay. She's like, I was like, what time should I be waking up? She's like, 7.30. I was like, oh, yeah. So, you know, it's no shit that I'm 7.30, right? That's what they say about a motherfucker when he's wild and crazy. So, yeah. uh, you know, shout out, shout out to my grandma for making me wake up earlier and appreciate life each day. So I made this song called Grace. And my little brother, who just made Motley Crue as the DP, Director of Photography, for Cole Bennett, Lyrical Lemonade, Post Malone's music music video, Motley Crue. Yeah. My little brother was riding on the back of NASCAR and, and, and in a Bentley truck and in a Lambo around fucking NASCAR tracks with Post Malone and Tommy uh, Lee making a fucking music video. That's all my brother ever wanted to do his whole life. He aspired to do that. And he had an older brother who, you know, I'm 10 years older than him and I, I wanted to be a pro wrestler and uh, nobody from my little town of Waldwick in New Jersey, shout out all my warriors uh, ever made it out of this town. Yeah. A lot of my friends died and got addicted to pills and fell apart. Um, yeah. And so my little brother, you know, I, I, I wanted a different life for him. I made sure that my parents sent him to Catholic school and, and that he worked hard and he aspired to do this thing and just seeing him do that, Right. You know, Dude. he came home and he made grace for me, my music video, with my grandmother. And I would have never had that opportunity if I had not gotten fired by the WWE. Yeah. If I don't get fired from the WWE, my brother doesn't make Phoenix. My brother doesn't make Barry Mia G. He doesn't make grace and he doesn't get the opportunity and ultimately end up staying in L.A. and making these music videos for Post Malone. So everything happens for a reason in life. And, okay. and yeah. you know, what happened well, to me? was atrocious it happened to tupac it happened to fucking mike tyson and 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 mike tyson is on record as saying he's done a million things wrong and he's he deserved to be in jail when he was in jail but he didn't do that shit yeah yeah he did not well, do that shit yeah it's like you have all these opportunities but you always brought it back to your family it seems like i mean the family first you know you came back home for your grandma but then also you had these opportunities with your brother and it, it's just it flourished into another life pretty much right yeah, I mean, ultimately, the, the goal, right, is to make music for a living. And uh, I think I'm on the cusp of that, you know, as an independent artist, which there's very few people that you can look up and say, oh, shit, look at this guy. Like, uh, who's good examples of that is, I mean, I guess Russ, if you guys know who Russ is, the rapper, he's an independent artist who drops songs every week and ultimately got a fucking huge following and sold out arenas in you know south south america yeah. and in america well like and, tom uh, mcdonald right isn't he uh self-promotion right yeah. or does he have his own i think he he does his own shit tom mcdonald there's right. a lot of people who hustle we mentioned the insane clown posse yeah they, yes yeah they, they infiltrated the wrestling world the music <laughs> and have festival and uh you know they they, they made a path for themselves that still you know puts asses in seats 
Yeah. yeah. Dude, I used to I used to be a fan. I mean, I hate to I kind of hate to admit it, RCP, but I, baby. I was a big like I wasn't like I didn't paint my face fan, let's be honest. I, I wasn't that yeah. far, but I had all their posters, everything. I was a big fan, but they well, get a lot of Everybody loved wrestling, man. Yeah. They were at that height of making making that wrestling grime when when Stone yeah. Cold and the Rock yeah. were oh, out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing about them though is like they get a lot of hate, maybe some deservingly, but god dang, did they not like did they not create their own fucking world and and they're still to this day have a huge fucking following and they're fucking they're set, bro. You know what I mean? Like in their own thing, they're fucking set. Who That's gives a shit about the people? Does for a lot of people as well, you know. And music can do it for you, obviously on a major level. Yeah. Um. You know, you make one hit, people come out and hear it. You know. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're playing at this local bar, but if you do that local bar Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, if you you can fucking be rich forever, off, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Royalties are the best way to the fucking Hobbit go. Talk, man, and Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler, seventy-one. Yep. I just had a wrestling match with him. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. <laughs> I know people are like, he's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Casket match. And that was the whole essence is that he had a heart attack in wrestling. Oh, shit. You're all good, Lost dude. It'll come back. Minute. There you go. I got you. No, you're so good. he had a casket match with me, and I'm cutting these promos. You only live twice. Ain't that right, Jerry? And if <laughs> Andy Kaufman can make you famous in your first life, I'll be sure to make you famous in the next. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> awesome. oh, I, I gotta, I gotta ask you because uh, I've been wanting. I didn't get to talk about this on the on the first time we had John, but I'm a I'm a big fucking toy collector. Like I'm. Yo, I like shout fun. out to me by the way, real quick for the backdrop that I have. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's, it's fucking amazing, man. That's fucking America right there. Uh, right. You got wood like we got wood. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah, we got uh, a fence too. How does it feel? I gotta know. Just how does it feel to have a fucking action figure, bro, of yourself? Like, is that weird? <laughs> Uh, no, man. You know, it's a funny story. Big cast. My tag team partner always brings it up. Uh, shout out to William Marcy, the third William Patrick Marcy, the third, AKA big cast uh, out there and impact pro wrestling. Watch him. Uh, he's, he's, he's putting on some good work. He's a guy who fought uh, the adversity of mental health. Yeah. Uh, saw, you know, his entire life change, go 180, became an alcoholic, put on some LBs and, uh, mental health went to a fucking all-time low that people can't even comprehend but he's been outspoken about it he's fought that adversity adversity and he's in the best shape of his life he's wrestling on the show impact so if anybody wants to that's a wrestling fan wants to support the big guy dude he looks great he always he always brings up the fucking action figure all right yeah the first action figure that they made for me they gave me a pair of pants that i promise you i never wore (laughs) yeah right i've seen them all trust me some fucking leopard print like <laughs> fucking like K-Swiss shoes, some K-Swiss shoes when I'm wearing Jordans all day, every day. And then they got high white gym socks on me, missing a few tattoos. And, and you know, I made a face like a jerk off. And I was like, this, this action figure is shit. I was like, of all the goddamn cool outfits I wear, I'm the goddamn coolest dress, best dressed wrestler at WrestleMania 33. My first fucking action figure it has the worst outfit ever. ever. <laughs> Big Cass is like, bro, you're a fucking action figure. Yeah. Like, bro, bro, like, calm the fuck down. This is, you know, supposed to be a good day to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> be a lot. And I was, because I, I didn't know it was coming out. They just showed it to us as I sit here and throw that toy to my. Oh, dog. So, so when that kind of shit happens, you don't get any insight on. How, like what it looks like Bro, i go out there no when you're a wrestler on tv sometimes you don't even know who you're wrestling until five minutes before you go through the television dude that's wow. crazy that's <laughs> nuts i've been trying to get one of your figures man I, i'm i'm looking around trying to find them i gotta tell you they're, yeah, they're good fucking luck dude dude I, f- I found a couple but they're are? expensive bro <laughs> i know i'm one of the holy grails of pro wrestling yes <laughs> dude i'm going to own one them, apparently i'm gonna you know, own it's one not about it's really not about who the star is, honestly. It's about like how many they made. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And they and they didn't make a lot back then because I was only there for two years. Yeah. Now like, I'm, where they I'm were gonna really, own one. They weren't really putting too many Enzo toys out until I was on Monday Night Raw. Well, you had you actually had like a fair amount of like merch and stuff. I mean, you're. Oh, bro, you get... we were that me and me and uh, me and Cass were the number one merchandise sellers in all of wrestling as rookies. Outsold John Cena. Um, it was crazy, man. It was one of the biggest uh, biggest rises to fame in the history of fucking fame, probably. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, really, I don't know, because 
wrestling gets as many eyes on it on television as anything else. It's millions of views each week. Yeah. And me and Cass became overnight celebrities because we had this cult following of fans that watched us on the WWE networks and XT. Yeah. And uh, well, we weren't think- on television yet. So you the first very... time that we ever come out on television, the whole crowd knows who we are because of NXT. Yeah. Well, that, and I think you were very original in the aspect of just your persona and the energy that you gave off. It was very addicting to people that watched you. Yeah. Well, I somehow made it seem like I was cursing the whole time without actually cursing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is it true. It was a PG product, and the whole time you're listening, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was watching like YouTube videos of some of your best moments, you know, just like because they're fucking fun. Dude, you're you're one of the I mean, I've heard many people say this, but you are easily one of the best Mike men uh, of WWF, WWE. I mean, everybody liked The Rock. You were the you were the shit, bro. Well, the way I like to think about it these days is that my generation is done. I I wrestled between 2010 and uh, 2020 in the WWE. Mm, And I went down as the best Mike guy of my generation. Absolutely, man. But it was crazy is the crowd, how much they knew everything you were going to say. And then the, the comments on the videos, I thought were so good. They're like, people get this confused that that this is a character. Like, this is, he's full of energy like this in real life. You know, and it's, you can see it even just talking to us. Like, you were just an energetic, amped up fucking person. It's fucking awesome, man. I wish I had that uh, much I mean, energy. Yeah, I wish I had this much energy all the time. But, it's a, you know, that's that's my medicine is fucking weed, right? I got to bring myself down. Yeah. Dude, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same you know, way. You know what I mean? And uh, thank God, because when I was a kid, you know, the doctors, they were prescribing everybody Ritalin and mm-hmm. fucking Adderall and this, that, and the third. And, you know, yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was a short bus special ed fucking extraordinaire, you know, like you fucking <laughs> I idiots. You. An absolute idiot savant, you know, murder fucked all the standardized tests, the SATs, you know, got myself into college. But, you know, if you looked at the grades, you'd be like, holy shit, why does this kid have straight 65s, one point above failing yeah. in mm. everything except for gym? And it's like, because every teacher knew that I wasn't failing the class, I was getting pushed along because they didn't want to deal with me another year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I get you. I get you. <laughs> So yeah, thinking, could, you couldn't put me in a classroom dog. I'm way more entertaining. <laughs> You're like, who wants way some? more entertaining than the teacher dog. The teachers yeah. are like, they're like, dude, I don't want him in my class. Fucking you take him, Miss Nancy. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Okay, I'll just give you 65. Moving on. No kid left behind. So is yeah. that is that where the you can't teach that saying came from? Was when you were in school? You can't oh, teach that. That, that yeah, probably right. <laughs> That's great. No, big cast. Big cast is seven foot tall. So, you know, in football, you used to call people soft. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. he's fucking soft. You know, you can fold him over. And then in, in, in size or speed, you can't teach size. You can't teach speed. So, big cast was seven feet tall, and we were going against this guy. He was the quote-unquote intellectual savior of the masses, Damian Sandow, a smart guy. And I was like, oh, you know, you're a fucking real smart guy. You know, I'm a college educated myself. You know, my science teacher made a lot more work off piss. You think I don't know science? You know, let me ask you a question, smart guy. How many dimples are there in a golf ball? There's exactly 168 dimples in a golf ball. You know how many dimples there are in my hind end? Zero. You want to know why? Because I'm hard body. You know who you are? <laughs> you're S-A-W-F-T, sure. <laughs> That's where that all came from. Because I'm a hard smart. body. He, he was smart. So I said, you see this guy? He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah, and then instantly, you. instantly, I put myself in a hole, you know, on a live mic. Like, what can I teach about myself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude. So like, when you when you start this podcast, what is it going to be? What's your primary aspects of it going to be? Or are you just going to entertain be like, people and not fucking talk about what's going on in the world? That's your job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get you. So you're gonna have an entertainment. Are you going to have people on there? Obviously, Bro, we're going to come on. I got, I got, I probably just like, I can put my mouth on a treadmill. I can give you sound bites or I can give you substance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I can't call it. I can't sit here and tell you what this show is going to be like because it's never happened. Yeah. And uh, we just shot that first little, little tidbit uh, the other, the other week. And it's coming out along with all the music that's coinciding with it. So it's a real like relaunch of the brand, you know, real one, which, uh, you talk about, you know, manifesting something into a reality. You know, I purchased real one when I was in the WWE, trademarked it, copyrighted it, and then had the WWE lawyers without knowing I owned it, changed my goddamn fucking Instagram and my Twitter handle to real one, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, 
that's a plan. That's an exit plan. If you ask me, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I knew when I was there, the shit don't last forever. So yeah. building a life beyond it is, is important, but you know what? Fuck me, bro. I've talked about myself more on this podcast and I should never have to talk about myself. Ever, <laughs> I fucking bro. Love it, yeah, yeah. That's why we got you on <laughs> here. I got to stop real quick. Cause we, we did get a super chat. I got to I got to say this. Brianna Teets here. She says, Enzo shout outs for sending me down the Nephilim rabbit hole from the first show with you guys. Great show. So yeah, she loved the Nephilim dude. Yeah, man. Hey, all right. We got some new shit this week. We got to break. We got to bring about the fucking, you know, the ancient mysteries. How about what happened at the Travis Scott show? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was that? Gonna say. Damn. I'm actually we had a we had an episode I'll let about you it guys the other day. go on about that. You tell me. Well, yeah. we, we talked about it the other day. We talked about it the other day. It's uh, it's it's a there's a lot of weird shit to that. Man. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit because there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of things that I feel like and you actually know this from being in front of large crowds, man. I mean, he was in front of a large crowd. I feel like I've been to a lot of shows. We've been to a lot of shows. And usually the, they stop when they see something kind of going down. I feel like he didn't fucking do that. Like, he just let yeah. it kind of happen. I know that's probably pinning it on him too much. But, well, you just got so many yeah, fucking I mean, people you know, and he, not he, a lot of he, exits. You could look at it one way or another. I mean, he could say, like, shit, like, I'm at a show. Like, people passed out Michael Jackson. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm up there. I don't, I don't know that people are dead because I can't hear that. I got an earpiece in. Exactly. And true, I'm getting yeah. my lyrics and I'm getting my music. So you could defend him on that front, you know? Sure. And then the symbolism, is that a coincidence? It could be, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some crazy, crazy symbolism and entertainment on all fronts. Yep. Uh, and people can always piece shit together. So you just got to be weary. Obviously, people yeah. are going to go down the rabbit hole. But oh, I yes. do want to hear what the people going down the rabbit hole have to say. Well, I do think the biggest <laughs> thing for me, honestly, is it may be all coincidental. Yeah. But when you do all, and we broke down like his stage set, there was the what was that the in between the uh, limbo, like where the the, oh, yeah. the the gray figures walking across the stage as like people are They're passing like, out and yeah. dying. And yep. listen, the bottom line is, is coincidental or not. You're kind of putting these images up there. See you on the other side. The all-seeing eye, the Illuminati and hand. Then, you know? So, of course, people are going to run to that when shit goes down because you're kind of putting but it. What do you that mean to? The, is that the propaganda? Yeah. It could be. You know? Could be, right? You're a major artist, and there's other people pulling some strings. Yeah. And there's some symbolism behind you that maybe you, you are aware of or maybe you're not. And these things happen and it gets the fucking people wild up and they yeah. fucking want to type about it and they want to talk about it. So I'm always skeptical first, mm -hmm. but I'm always adhering to hearing both sides and not fucking, you know, you know what I mean? There's people that have such an opinion. They're like, no fucking way. You fucking yeah, exactly. And then yeah. There's other people that are like, Oh, there's fucking definitely fucking satanic shit going on here. Well, there yeah. was some weird shit, and I will say from many accounts from people that were there, the energy was off from the beginning. There's people that were like, hey, we I've been to many Travis Scott shows. This one felt weird, and there's video now that's coming out from way behind all the crowd, and there was plenty of space. Like, the, the back section was fucking empty, bro. Yeah. So the whole crowding thing was just people being, you know, but I do want to ask you, Enzo, because I, I think you may be, be able to answer this. We had this discussion. We were talking about Per artist Chucky Waterfall boys. Oh, oh yeah, shit! Look oh, at my that gosh. flowing beautiful that flow, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, flow. I'm jealous because I have no hair left. It's all fucking <laughs> leaving my head. Jim, I'm having a hair day. I'll tell uh, you. Do you so think artists going. or yourself included, like, when you go when you were out in the ring, how much of it was your choice to look the way that you did and and portray the things that you did? And do you think artists like the stage setup that he had is that something that you think he created or did somebody create that for him? Oh, man, there's no telling. I can't speak for him and I can't speak for the music industry as a whole because I'm not I'm not deeply embedded in that process. The yeah. reason why I chose to be an independent artist, to believe in myself and release this music on my own terms and and hopefully reap the rewards of all of it and ultimately, you know, make partnerships and not fucking sell my soul is because I've I've been in this situation where it's, you know, here's the script. This yeah. is what the fuck you're saying. And, and if you say something else that's not in this shit, you're getting fired. Mm. So did they pick so your did, outfits I, for you? Like, or was that all like, I, I have to say, bro, you are speaking to, and if not the most unique situation in the history of pro wrestling, I mean, I was the guy who made this whole wave 
and I will take all the credit yeah. for sneakers being worn in pro wrestling. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize um, that. I may, I was the first ever guy to broker a third-party deal while under contract with the WWE and get paid via Champ Sports, uh, the Monday Night Sneaker Watch, debuting a different pair of sneakers every single Monday, especially in the offseason of the NBA. It was the only place to see them on television. And hmm. I got my own Jordan at WrestleMania 33, a Jordan Pinnacle 6 gold with lasered leopard print. It was given to me by uh, Reggie and Jordan. Reggie at Jordan and Marcus Jordan, uh, Michael's son, so who's at Mania that day. So me and Shane McMahon are the only wrestlers to ever have our own Jordans. And then now you see the the continuation of that process. Sneakers have infiltrated every single as, as, aspect of pro wrestling in every major promotion. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely got that shit off the ground, but it wasn't easy. I broke my fucking leg in NXT, got a doctor's note that said I had to wear sneakers. And when I wore a pair of Jordan red Ferrari 14s, Wale was the only fucking vi- verified account who tweeted about anything that night in pro wrestling. Yeah. And he tweeted about my sneakers in NXT when we were just being streamed on, on the WWE Network. So I realized I had something there. I started wearing, investing in sneakers and wearing a different pair all the time that were like cool on the sneaker blogs. We infiltrated a whole different market. I talked to Vince McMahon. I said, this champ sports wants to do this sneaker thing. And he gave me the blessing. So a lot of people don't have that fucking blessing to wear fucking sneakers. Oh, sorry. Got tractor trailers around here, kid. Hey, man, it's all good, dude. People work it. City vibes. So anyway, uh, I got to wear my own gear. I made a, a Jordan logo that had a microphone that I was wearing on the back of my uh, shit. You know, yeah. I had uh, these leopard print, you know, in every piece of, you know, uh, outfit that I wore, like trim. Because when you see a shower curtain and you tweet at me, oh, I saw the shower curtain in Walmart. It's leopard. I thought of you. It's like, haha, you thought of me. So yeah, there was yeah. that, you know, marketing mechanism applied to it. But, um, you know, Jersey was kind of synonymous with leopard because of Snooky kind of <laughs> in that time. Right? Oh, it, true. Was, it, was yeah. there for the, it was there for the taking. You know, it has it's not the first time it's been done, but if you can do it better than me, then you do it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but you have like a thick ass binder, right? That you like wrote. I mean, you don't, don't you have a degree in like journalism? Yeah, I went to school for journalism. I wrote for the Ridgewood News here before I was a WWE wrestler out, hmm. out of college. I wrote a few articles for them before I got hired by the WWE. I wrote for the SU Flyer at Salisbury University, yeah. a journalism major. And I guess when I was a pro wrestler and I got hired, I never wrestled before in my life. I thought that I was going to be a manager, you know, not not get right in the ring. And I had the seven-foot tag team partner. So, you know, I, it made a lot of sense uh, that I got handed the microphone. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I didn't know that it would lead me to, you know, fighting the Hardy Boys for a tag team title at WrestleMania. Yeah. I just never had a match before. And I thought I was just going to be talking, so I really focused on the promo. And uh, the microphone could take you all the way to the top. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just impressed that you – I mean, I've, I've seen some other interviews with you, and you're showing those books, and you wrote all your own shit, man. I mean, you were – it was all Oh, you. yeah, I've written I've written novels in, in essence. Uh, I never stop writing. I have so many goddamn fucking zingers and one-liners. It's not <laughs> man, even real. Awesome. I bet that was a weird fucking first day when you showed up thinking you were just going to talk on a mic, and then they throw you in some leopard print pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first – the Here's some sneakers and some leopard pants. And you go, what the hell's oh, going man. on here? Yeah. Here, here, here's here's a singer for you. you guys. Ever seen a movie, The Fox and the Hound? Yeah, it's been a minute, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Oh, you've seen The Fox and the Hound, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this movie that you're watching right here, there's, uh, you know, this is just the Hound. Zero Fox. <laughs> Zero Fox. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious, dude. Oh god, I get you. So you just like <laughs> jot this stuff down as soon as it comes to your head. You just have like a whole like notepad of stuff. Yeah, I'm the Fresh Prince of Hell Air. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. take media showers. I take media showers. I'm a fucking star, okay, pal? Well, dude, I saw your video, Ledge and Dairy. <laughs> that, that was awesome. You're flicking a piece of cheese, bro. That was a piece of fresh mozzarella. That was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, it's funny. You, you know, know I, I have a couple, too. Kanye, I have a couple of Zanzo. Before so Kanye here- West said it, before Kanye West said it, yeah. I was in a uh, Survivor Series uh, in, in Houston, Texas, uh, having a title match against this kid, Kalisto, who's awesome. Um, shout out my boy, Samurai Del Sol. Anyway, uh, 
this fucking match, I come out and I said, it was a Sunday. So I said, uh, you're, you're a chicken. And when I'm done frying you in this ring, you will have, I will have been the only Chick-fil-A opened on a Sunday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's fucking good, dude. That's good shit. I'm not I, that witty, bro. But then I mean, Kanye like- made a whole song. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday or something? Yep, yeah. Dude, yeah. Damn, dog. Got it. (laughs) Dude, so I I actually wanted to start a clothing company called Beware, but like beware. Like, but it's just a fucking bee. Oh, yeah, that's that's that'll scare you, right? And then then also a moving company called WeHaul, and it's just a jackass that pops out and goes, you've got to start greg shout out shout out to paramus moving you guys need your moving uh done in new jersey out of state in state <laughs> shout out my, my people i was found by the wwe off the back of a moving truck don't get it twisted yeah, yeah i was writing articles for the ridgewood <laughs> news once every fucking three four weeks okay i was on a moving truck that's where i was and I was a mover, and all my asshole friends are still movers. So yeah. it's, it's kind of funny because Dave was kind of looking some shit up, and we were going over some of your your past jobs that you've had, supposed you, jobs, supposed yeah. jobs. That what that said. And it Hooters manager, like, Hooters manager. Yep. R.I.P. Hooters Hackensack. Hooters Paravis no longer with us. Didn't make it through COVID. These are the things that are happening in our world, guys. Yeah. They're taking our fucking hooters. Yeah. American institutions are going oh, down. Oh, no. <laughs> so you have a gym? Is that what you're saying? You have a gym there? Yeah, State of Fitness Boxing Club, man. I, I'm more likely to be Don King than Jake Paul, guys. Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, <laughs> before we have to let you go here soon, uh, I was thinking someday when you get that podcast going, I'm thinking flying over. You're in New Jersey, right? Oh, hell yeah, bro. Okay, so I'm thinking about flying over New Jersey. I need to cut a couple pounds. I want to learn a couple fucking things. I wonder if you can help me out here, and then we can do some music. I play bass. Greg plays drums. Chris can fucking scream. Let's do this shit. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, gentlemen. I I am at your fucking disposal. You want to ever come to Jersey, you call the mayor, okay? (laughs) We all know what happens. We all know what happens with the uh, elections. I am the unofficially elected mayor of, uh, you know. So, yeah, all right. I got to hold on. I got to. Sorry, I can't talk right now, motherfucker. Um. <laughs> I, I definitely, the thing is, is, uh, you know, we, we definitely are excited that you want to do a podcast because yeah. we know how much enjoyment we get out of it. We had such a great time with you last time. You've been, I mean, you've definitely kept in touch with us. And, you know, even on the other guests we have, you're, you've been one of the coolest fucking dudes, man. You, you're real as fuck. We love it. And uh, I definitely would love to go to New Jersey, man. I've never been there. Yeah, East Coast. And uh, people want to see me this, in a ring. This guy right here, bro. Look at that thing. Oh, it's beautiful. Shout out my fucking half wolf, half German shepherd. He is half wolf. Look at him. I had a dog that looked exactly like that. Did you? Yep. That's a fucking beautiful All right, dog. Guys. Well, I, we hope you take care of yourself. Sincerely for me and fucking Kilo. Shout out my Salem shirt. I went and got it during Halloween. It's a fucking it's super awesome. cult of town. <laughs> Tell people where they can find your music, Enzo. At real one on Instagram and Twitter, you guys can click the link in my bio or search me on Spotify, Apple Music, or anything else. Real one, born in NJ, my most recent album. Real one, happy birthday is also out there, uh, and we will be releasing the Hounds. Real one in the How You Doing band, rock and roll coming soon, and uh, MLW is where you can find me getting back into the ring these days. Uh, you know, the sky is the limit. Um, maybe for another motherfucker, but you know, Jeff Bezos can ride a fucking dick into the fucking sky. I know one day I'll have a wrestling match on the moon. Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for your time, Enzo. Realest guy on the moon. How you doing? (laughs) Dude, we appreciate it, but you've been awesome, man. And we'll have all our fans go check yourself out because you deserve it, man. You've been killing it. So thank you so much for spending time with us, dude. Love you, man. All love guys. Take it easy. Y'all tell them what's going on. Tell them what's really going on in this world i'll keep wrestling all, all right, right man. man later dude. take care buddy take it easy later yes fucking love it dude he's, he's just such a fucking good person man fantastic how does everybody like that you know i mean enzo is the shit he's the man um you know we we didn't get as is conspiratorial this time but we wanted to kind of know him a little bit more like yeah. go into his life and you know what i mean well dude he's, he's, he's got, got some great stories he's got lots of stuff to say and like you know we could do five fucking podcasts and never get all of it out you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. but you know what that's the thing is like i for me going into this one was really and 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 good for him man. he's he like literally he legitimately it seems likes us 
likes our podcast and supports that stuff. And he's always, you know, keeping in touch, which is awesome to hear. But, but I wanted to talk. He's on to the him. ground running, man. He's doing his fucking shit. He's well, yeah, I opening mean, doors where no one has really gone before, right? Yeah, and the the big thing for me was like just. I know he doesn't, he's never going to say that. And I feel like for me, it's like the WWE kind of did him wrong. That's my opinion. But what was, what makes him so fucking cool. And what I was saying, kind of inspirational in a lot of ways is he got dealt a a shit hand, man. And then instead of like letting that take over, what was me pity party? He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do music. I'm going to fucking go to movies, man. I'm going to fucking, I'm just going to enjoy what I've already built and, and, and take what I've built and move it on to the next thing. And I think, you know, in a time right now where people are like, boy, if I lose my job, what am I going to do? Yeah. I think we need that kind of shit. Drive. You need the drive, you man. You just need to go, hey, if that's what happens, I'm going to have to fucking stand up the next morning and I'm going to have to go, what do I need to do next? And, well, and, and what, what do I want to do next? In that movie yeah. Cinderella, man, he was talking about, that was Russell Crowe. He got yeah. up and he fucking did it, dude. Yeah. He worked and he well, got food for his family. He fucking, he made it happen. He made well, his life. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like he was saying, had he not got let go from WWE, he wouldn't have got the opportunity to get his brother involved with shit. He wouldn't yeah. have been making music. He yep. would have been held back from the stuff that he enjoys as well. So yeah, man, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. So, you know, I just think that that's, that to me is like a huge takeaway from this is like, don't fucking stop. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's worrisome. We're worried about a lot of things that we all have going on with work and what's really going to happen and what's not really going to happen. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. And if it does, you wake up the next morning, you put your big boy pants on. Yeah, you do. And you fucking get to the grind. You bada know what I'm saying? Bada boom. Yeah. You be that Chick-fil-A on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you do. So no, yeah. uh, word to uh, Enzo. He's fucking dope. I do honestly would love, I mean, Chris kind of talked about it. You had to leave early, but I was like, Dude, let's fucking fly to New Jersey. I want to go to the gym. <laughs> I want to fucking. Yeah. I want to fucking fight. I think people would love to see me get my ass. You would, by you'd show up at the gym and be like, "This looks nice." Uh, you guys, you got any toys around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Enzo has a fucking legit little collection, bro. He's he has a couple toy stores there, and yeah. I and I was not joking when I said I've been looking for Enzo figures. Yeah, I really want one up here because obviously he's now a part of this show. And, uh, dude, yeah. his shit's, uh, it would be a hilarious video for us to be there and get our asses kicked by Enzo. Oh. You go for it, Chris. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I would fucking, I'll give me some skivvies. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll wear a uh, cheetah print so it's not leopard print. We'll have a, yeah. we'll have a <laughs> no, cat go, fight. Go zebra. Love go zebra. Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a cat fight. And then uh, I'll, I'll let him beat my ass, dude. I'll fucking, I haven't, you know. Ah, Simon Ferguson, thanks so much for that super chat. Never seen you live, but listen to every pod. Thank you so dude, much. we appreciate that, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed we're it. just and, about to end. Dude, just so you know, uh, go check out his shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. go check out Enzo. It's music. At Real One. And, uh, you know, not everybody loves every kind of music, but I can tell you, honestly, he works his ass off. I yeah. fucking like it. Go support him. He's trying to do his own thing, and I think we need to support the uh, independent artist, man. Hell yeah, and he's really entertaining. He's very entertaining, Fuck dude. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the guests. Absolutely. We sure did. Christopher. Awesome show. Raise your glass. Thank, <sighs> thank you, Enzo. All righty. Until next time, everybody. You guys take care of yourselves Sayonara. now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.